2: I'm Billy, and you book a match with me—that's right, killing Look at me—I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm
0: pissed now. Where to? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome everybody to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, Dan Saint Germain. I'm—I'm laid up right now. My back is out. I think I threw my back out from reading all this wrestling news crazy wrestling news everybody i'm here with scott mike robert zach the gang's all here Uh, i'm in a good mood because i just saw the last peacemaker which we'll talk about on patreon next week not this week um before we get to the show how are you guys doing scotty you're in a ponytail i've made that choice it's a weird choice for a fatter guy to make but a skinnier guy less of a weird choice so congratulations (laughs) i'm
2: doing all right i'm doing all right how are you I'm fine, man. I'm fine. Mike? <laughs> he said he's fine. Right before we hit record, he said his back is out because he slept with his dogs.
0: Yeah, well, I sleep with my dogs every night, but they've been like, one of them was annoyed at my wife last night, so it curled up with me. And, you know, because of that, I got terrible sleep. We, we may have to move them to the floor, but uh also I really should stop fucking them. Mike, uh, <laughs> how are you doing?
3: Wolf, woof. Sorry.
1: i'm 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 doing i'm doing okay uh i i miss hearing the word hefa on my tv uh this monday Uh, nights baby i mean i know we're gonna talk about uh, about uh you know cody a lot but uh i immediately felt his absence on a dynamite where everything made sense (laughs) well we'll get to
0: that and robert Carpool is, has, how's the new job? <laughs>
3: how's the, the new, you know what? No one at my, at my company has asked me about Cody being gone. I'm starting to question why I joined this, but I mean, literally this week alone has been the, the, one of the most bizarre wrestling weeks in the history of, of wrestling fandom between all the Super Bowl shit, Steve Austin possibly coming back and neither one of those being the biggest story of the week, biggest story by far Cody. That's what we're here for, folks. Well, Rob, Robert, think-
1: would you would you say that this week has been stupendous?
3: This now I know what that word means.
1: I think the Steve
0: story is a bigger story, and I think the Rock thing is a bigger thing. But I think the juiciest is Cody, so we're gonna we're gonna open up with that first. Um, before I, we open up with that, though, next week we got the roast of Mark Henry. Uh, we may have a guest joining us for that. Martin Murrow. uh Danny Joles is going to talk Dynamite with us. Next month, we're doing Jericho and Drew. Then we got Reigns and Becky. Uh, Snooki is the Patreon roast for um, March. And uh, then we got Brock Lesnar for the uh, April Patreon roast. Uh, we're off this week for Patreon. Well, I am. We're doing a. I'm going to make a something to sports with uh, Jacqueline Moore. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the Saudi show. Um, and uh, next week, we're going to be doing Longest Yard, and we're going to we're going to review the Peacemaker finale, which was fucking awesome. I just watched it. Uh, we just did St. Valentine's Day Massacre on Patreon. We just did Vengeance Day and something and Raw and Something Sports. I will be back on Raw this Monday. Donate to our Patreon. Uh, or, I mean, become a patron. And if not, we're going to have a one-time donation thing set up soon. So yeah. any help would be greatly appreciated, guys. You they gotta know, help the kids, even a yeah, dollar a day. Help the kids. By kids, I mean
3: it keeps Scott and, off the streets. If, it, it, off it, the street. if
1: if you don't donate to this Patreon, only 87 neckbeard wrestling podcasts will exist.
0: Yeah, Scott, uh Scott has a ponytail. He, he's he's a few steps away from fingerless gloves, folks. I don't know what this transformation is all about. So
1: I know and, uh, I love I love that. It's, it's, The only non fatty, and he still wants to look the worst.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I did, yeah. I may sleeveless jean jacket. You know, you can look badass like that. It just depends on, like, if you're a world musician, that's a cool look, I guess.
1: (laughs) Or if you're you're Adam Cole and the Lollipop Kids are coming out to help you get revenge on Paige. All right,
0: (laughs) we're we're gonna do aces and eight cap. We may not get to all eight today because we got so much to talk about. Uh, our number one is rebook that shit. Uh, that's the segment we were going to do Cody and WWE. But before that, let's get to the premium live events of it all. Cody Rhodes is no longer in all elite wrestling. He is no longer in EVP. There's been mixed messages uh, as far as whether or not Rhodes to the top is coming back and, you know, he's obviously the host to Go Big Show now. I'm, I, I don't know whether or not he will be, um, you know, next <laughs> Dude,
2: when you say those two things, it becomes less and less news, right? <laughs> 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 like, like, you just said that, and I was like, hey, let's just
1: do something else. Guys, who will be sitting in the chair between T-Pain and Rosario Dawson?
0: (laughs) I I think, and I want to borrow Scott. Scott Scott made this point when we were texting this week. I think the biggest story from this entire uh, departure is the fact that there is legit wrestling competition now. We are talking about somebody huge going to another huge company. Um, going back and forth, and that's because AEW. That's that's the success of Tony. That's the success of Cody Rhodes. That's the success of WWE to an extent. The success of Kenny Omega. Like we're back in a lot of ways, you know, to the golden
2: era. You know, if you, if you don't wait no, no, and and don't credit that to me. I didn't text anything like that.
1: You texted this something is, like that. Is, this, no, idea. This is basically, this is what happened. What if TNA got successful enough to tell Jeff Jarrett to go fuck yeah. himself? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's start out with you, Mike. When you awoke
1: to this news, what were your thoughts? Okay, so I, I live on the West Coast, and I'm also an insomniac. So I woke up 10 o'clock my time, which was like 1 o'clock your guys' time. And there was literally 60 texts from, uh, our group thread, uh, which, which made me think that either something big, uh, in wrestling happened or dad died. So, <laughs> and thankfully it wasn't that it was, it was, it was, it was this. And I, so I heard all about it through you guys and you guys talking about it and just reading and then catching up and looking, cause I had no idea. And, um, You know, I I will say I cared less about this story on Tuesday than I did Wednesday when I, you know, more details came out about why he left. Like, I mean, I remember even Tuesday being like, oh, this is this is nothing compared to Punk and Brian coming in. And then when you see that it is a result of that, it makes both stories seem bigger. And it's really fascinating. And I mean, God, it's rare that I root on the I you know I'm a performer I support performers I hope Cody gets all the fucking money he can get from Vince. literally Mike is the biggest troll I know but he does support performers I do I do um but I am I'm, I'm as long as they Tony, as dude, long I'm, as they please Mike <laughs> I'm, I'm team Tony on this one man I think that they made the right move and I don't think that Cody deserves to be paid as much as uh, Punk or Brian or that top tier And I do feel like, um, you know, he had a lot of creative control over his character and he kind of bumbled it, man. I mean, I think that that's part of what makes the story so interesting is that, yeah, we are paying attention. Like, you do have to earn your keep out there. And um, I get why Cody would want more money, but I also understand why he didn't get it. But you know what, man? Fucking power, power to him for finding it elsewhere. I I support his decision to leave and get WWE money. I also support Tony Khan's decision not to give him what Cody thought he deserved.
0: Scott, what's your uh, opinion on this whole thing after I put words in your
2: mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Um, It's shocking, obviously you you can't say i mean to say he was a huge part of AEW is is an understatement you know without him it doesn't happen it, it is the truth like yeah omega and the bucks are the are the talent cody's talent is not starting a wrestling company but you know there's always that guy in the group who's like hey you know we can make some money doing this and uh and that guy kind of sucks he's not as talented as the other guys but he gets it fucking done, and Cody's the one who, you know, answered uh, Meltzer. What? Him and Meltzer had that uh, bet. Sorry, there's birds chirping in my room. I have to cover them to give them darkness.
0: That's, we're not. We're not uh, spoiling the fact that Scott's living outside now, guys.
3: Scott got jealous of the fact that Dan's dogs were the star <laughs> of the show, and he got his own animal.
1: Yeah, I
2: I caught pigeons.
1: Every, every time we cut to Scott, we play the Coco Beware Birdman music.
0: Ponytail, <laughs> <laughs> birds, something strange is happening. Hopefully it's not serial killing. Wait, Scott, are you becoming a falconer?
2: <laughs> <clears throat> well, anyway, it, it, it is a big deal in terms of... AEW was very much a Cody, Cody's company. But then there's that last year and a half and maybe it was only the first six months. Uh, and maybe most of it happened before dynamite was even a fucking show. And But he did feel really important and something did happen in the last year. I don't know if it was his decisions. I don't know if it was Tony's decisions. I thought it was going somewhere. I could have sworn he he knew he was turning heel. And then remember, so the last thing I guess that happened was Brandy and um, Lambert, right?
1: Yeah. You know, that and the ladder match, I think, were around. Cody's last moment was the ladder match. Brandy's but then
2: Brandy was the ladder. week after, right? Yeah, Am I wrong yeah. about that? I don't and, know, man. It
1: all blurs together, to be honest.
2: For sure. so weird
0: that they gave her Paige Van Zandt, by the way. Yeah. I yeah, her, yeah. Her but, but keep going scott sir
2: but i i mentioned that it was tough for me to watch not because they were both bombing but because it looked like she was getting her feelings hurt by how the audience was was reacting and you know you see him leave and you go like was he actually taking offense to this shit like does he think these people hate him uh did he work himself into a shoot and and now he uh you know, hes I don't know. Anyway, when it comes to the money, does he deserve the money? Dude, he worked really hard, and again, without him, it doesn't happen, so he should be getting paid a shit ton, right? If you invented the thing, and he kind of did, yeah, there was like four other guys, but he kind of invented the thing. Don't you think he deserve a pay raise? Now, if Tony said, dude, you gotta wait a year, or the TV deal hasn't, you know, we haven't made a, a major profit yet, I get that, but... yeah i don't know robert what do you think you understand things like this
3: yeah this is there's so many layers to what happened here and i think this is why this is such a fascinating story because aew would not have happened if it wasn't for cody cody was in a mainstream way the household name that made turner feel comfortable they were getting involved in this that brought in other other uh, non wrestling production personalities on board with this. That look, we're we're a major company. Cody left WWE as Stardust, as a failure, as a lower mid card guy with no confidence. He made a name for himself in Ring of Honor, New Japan. He linked up with Kenny. He linked up with the Bucks. He reinvented who he was. He came into AEW, and they put the company on his back. His was the face on the truck. He had the most action figures. He was the commercial. He was the guy that was drawing people in while they built the rest of AEW. And he saw himself as an EVP who was going to be a creative force, a business force. And we said this before, he was their John Cena and their Triple H at the same time. He did the reality show. He did the Go Big show because he was putting himself out there to get the AEW brand over. So when it came time to get paid for this this contract signing, he assumed this was a slam dunk, that him and, and Tony and Kenny and the Bucks, this was their thing. And what gradually happened was this became Tony's thing. Tony started stepping up front and center and and was the face of AEW in a way that Cody was before while Cody was off doing everything else that he thought was necessary to make AEW successful. I truly believe Cody lived and breathed AEW the same as Tony Khan, but this happens in a lot of wrestling companies over time is eventually the, the, the rah, rah, feel good. Everybody's together thing goes away and somebody's in control. And Tony drew a line in the sand with with Cody and said, I'm not going to pay you what Cody theoretically was probably worth as an EVP and as a top star, because that means that he's going to have to pay Kenny and the Bucks that. And he showed everybody. He's
0: going to pay Kenny that. Maybe not the Bucks, but he will we'll take we'll any that we'll yeah, see what he wants to
3: pay in these guys i think cody was at cody was asking for more money than punk more money than brian more money than anybody cuz he is dusty's son and he knows you have to be the top paid guy there and this was his company and this was tony Khan stepping up finally and saying no motherfucker this is my company and i'm going to do what i want this winds up being a win across the board Vince gets the, the, the bragging rights of, I took the EVP, the creator of AEW, the heart and soul of that company, and, and and now he's coming back here. Tony gets a win because Tony's able to say, look, I got rid of the locker room friction. The guy who, who ruined Anthony Agogo's career, the guy who ruined Malachi Black's debut, the guy who was in awkward segments that were shoehorned into a pretty seamless show otherwise with a guy who was divisive, who legitimately refused to turn heel as opposed to making this seem like a really good character decision. And this is a great win for Cody. Cody and AEW got everything he always said he wanted. He had complete creative freedom. He was an executive vice president. He got to work with whoever he want. He got his friends hired and it wasn't working for him. He is going to be incredibly successful in the WWE because he knows how to do that model of professional wrestling, where they give him the parameters of the promo. They give him main event stars to work with. They let him go out there and project himself as a top star. And he's going to get the run in WWE that he always wanted. So when all is said and done, everyone across the board is going to be a winner. AEW's freed up money that they can now use elsewhere. They've sent a message that they're not just an open cash register. Vince thinks he got a win over AEW on something. And Cody is going to inject freshness to a main event scene in WWE that desperately needed another main eventer.
2: Well, yeah, but okay, but picture it. Cody's out there, right? Now picture his face, picture what appears to be makeup often most well, of wait, the time. Wait,
0: can I just, I'm so sorry, Scott, then go back, but... Um, finish your thought and then also how would you book cody in wwe
3: who are you talking to scott. The, the,
2: the scott oh fucking me what are you talking about i was just talking
0: well yeah i know but i wanted to add that on you finish what you're saying and then add that i, I was trying you know, I to get what I, was, I said i thought you were. Talking
2: That's why dan's not
3: moderating a presidential debate
0: you do this, fuckers, with a
2: laid-out back. <laughs> I I like hope the dog, Dan is, like, laying on the floor, by feel the like way. I'm one I of the, the fucking dogs thousand sisters right now. All right, sorry,
0: This is like a
1: recording a Beach Boys album with Brian Wilson. <laughs> I,
2: I, I guess, okay, the thing about Cody going to WWE, which, yes, it is very cool um, initially, right? But then what happened, Cody has a habit of coming off really insincere. That's why he started getting booed. He he sounds like a politician. He sounds like he full, he's full of shit. Uh, WWE guys kind of sound like that. The entire program kind of looks like that. Yep. How quickly does it just become the same shit? Because it looks exactly like the same shit. When he walks out, he looks like WWE. When he when he you know there's certain things he did in AEW that it's like oh that that doesn't sit right. It's corny. It's uncomfortable. They're like what is he? <laughs> there's something that's happening. we're going to get to it with stone cold, but there's something that's happening in WWE where you're not seeing passion. You're seeing like profit. You're seeing like, how much is this person making? How much money are these guys going to be making? And I I've been saying it for like two years that eventually WWE is just going to be like, there's going to be like 10 people signed and then celebrities wrestling too. And you're just going to give like 5 million to all these people. And there's no, and there's not going to be any other types of people. Um,
0: I don't know if I would go that far, but we, you know, keep going. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Well, I just think it's going to get stale really fucking quick because WWE is stale. I mean, what's the storyline? How do you book him? Legitimately? How do you book him? So he comes in as what? The savior. They're not going to do that because then that's saying that AEW is cool. So he comes in and they don't acknowledge it. Well, they can't do that. They have to acknowledge it. So what do they do? Brandy's not coming. That's hilarious. So you left AEW, and Brandy left AEW, and then you're leaving your lady. What what is she doing? What is this agreement? She wants out completely.
0: What's going to happen to AEW heels? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, 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 have,
1: I, I have I have more things to say outside of this, which is I think that because I don't want to interrupt anybody, so I haven't been, but I think we're giving Cody. Too much of the credit here, like my my comic book nerd sense is like going off the charts, and you are Stanleying the fuck out of Cody Rhodes right now. Where I really don't think that I mean because let's I, I I think that his crowning achievement I I I think like All In is the moment right. It's not even it's not even AEW. It's he's the guy who bet against an artist. I mean a Dave Meltzer, and <laughs> won. You know, and did this thing, but he did it with cool guys. I don't think that... I think we're selling the Young Bucks and Kenny a little bit short. Because those are the dudes who... Who were in Hot Topic? Who had this allure and this coolness to him? I mean, Scott ain't doing this fucking show if those guys aren't also coming in. And I mean, we you know we were all at All In, and you know Cody did have this aura of like, oh, this dude, you know, he's he's you know happy here. He's a bigger dude, but those guys are fucking cool, and Cody has never been cool uh, in the same way. And and I feel like. Cody, you know, he started out great. I mean, we were at that double or nothing uh, show. Besides, you know, I know Robert wasn't there, but the three of us were, and I mean, that was kind of the peak. But you know,
2: when you started, and that was a
0: five star match, and, and the promo afterwards was unbelievable. It's fantastic. okay,
2: but Cody doing the backflip off the cage onto Ward was was
0: huge.
2: There's there are great moments, but.
0: The, 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 the promo on Jericho was great too. And Man, the, the punching, M- punching
2: the, 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 the punching the uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. The that VIP was great. Box. Yeah, that whole oh, feud cool. was fantastic. The match was
0: okay, but the feud was great.
2: I think MJF the whipping him. Yeah, the
1: that was great the, the TNT open challenge, like some of that stuff, but you started to see, like, you can never you can never see yourself the same way you want the fans to. I think, and that's you know, like look look what happened to Flair, right? Like, that's where you go down a slippery slope where I feel like, with some of the other guys, they can still be a guy. And he couldn't switch that off. And then you have uh, Lady Macbeth Brandy (laughs) not helping. And the two of them, like, you know, with the gender reveal, it's like, because that's to me, it would be for
0: Brandy, it would be Lady Mick, bitch, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that to me is when it started to get like, oh shit, because I'm just trying to, the, to chart the course. And then, and then what also happened is you did start bringing in these other guys, you did start elevating some of the younger guys that were there with Cody. And I think that he thought it was going to be a slam dunk and that he could just make references to other things and then racism and all that. And people would cheer. It's like, but the thing is, I mean, we all know it, like anyone who works in a creative profession, you can't believe your own hype and you got to keep fucking working and getting better. And the second you do, you're fucked. And I feel like he's going to be in WWE now and he might just be doing it for the money. I mean, he can't Blade, so there goes half his moveset.
2: Well, also, it's like, it's like you know, so he's claiming, oh, well, people are claiming, oh, he lost some creative control. Well, what yeah. creative control is he going to have in WWE? Oh, none, but he'll have more money. It's like, I, I think that's what this is.
1: This is, fuck it, I can't run the company I want the way I want to. And look, man, you know, you can say what you want about Khan, but he put all of Cody's guys on TV. He let this guy go out for ten minutes and speak from the heart. I, you know, he let the guy do everything he could. He gave, you know, uh, I know that, you know, Warner and and, and Turner and all that. You no, know, they gave him this reality show. He had all these chances to be a big success, and you know, it didn't work the way he wanted it to. I, I respect him for trying it his way, but. Now I think he's just gonna fucking cash in, and because he's not gonna be to do his way in WWE.
3: No, he's gonna cash yeah. in, but I think this was Tony Khan learning that he can be front and center, and he didn't need Cody as the mouthpiece front and center. So Cody was was out there thinking he was doing everything for the everything rising tide. Lifts all boats, and look at what we're doing. And this was the first message of: this is not a we, this is an I. This is Tony Khan's company. This isn't Tony Khan and Cody and the Bucks and Kenny. And that was the narrative at the beginning, and that worked. And it was kumbaya, and we're doing this for ourselves, and we're revolutionizing the business. Now, I admire Tony Khan because he's like, no, I'm a businessman. This is my company. I'm gonna dictate things going forward. And it was not cutting time. And this was a cold, heartless move in a good way and showed me that Tony Khan is serious about making AEW successful. The, the AEW right now is at a point where they are pivoting where the most important people in the company are not Kenny, the Bucks and Cody. The most important people in the company are a combination of your, your Moxley, Brian, Punk and then the young guys your your MJF, your Sammy, your Darby that you're building for the future and they're not beholden to the to the elite. They're there they're people who are usable, but the company is now growing and either bringing in big names or building stars. And that's what AEW needs to do to be successful as opposed to we're beholden to a guy like Cody because he helped us at the beginning and therefore we have to stroke a check.
1: Because what's amazing about Cody is like you know Scott is, is the most diehard AEW apologist I know. I think even Tony Khan would admit there's more flaws in the company than than, than my buddy Scott. But even Scott would when we're doing these dynamite or dud segments, it's like, yeah, but that fucking <laughs> promo or that fucking.
2: not not the whole time i thought even even the qt attack i thought was good but then things got weird once you realized they were using segments to coincide with the reality show that's when it got really shitty
1: is qt fuck guys is our buddy, what, what, what's happening with our pal
0: QT? I mean, Hook could just kill him at the pay-per-view and then we could never see him again. That, well, that okay, yeah, power. so two
2: things. One, I think Tony's going to treat his guys really well. I do. Um, also, I think WWE is going to treat Cody really well because they want to show AEW guys, yeah, look, if you come over here, we're not going to fucking squash. I mean, if Cody goes over there and they just squash him and they put him in dog shit, what AEW got, you know, an MJF award blow. But, but here's Why the, would they ever go over there?
3: But the, but the thing is, this is, what, this is what Vince loves. He loves a guy who was a bust in WWE before, went somewhere else, figured out everything, and now Vince gets to reap the benefits. It's what he's did with Lashley. It's what he's done with Drew. It's what he did with when he brought Christian back and after Christian left for TNA and he made him a world champion. Like Vince is going to do with with Cody. What they did when they brought X Pac, and this is what this feels like when X Pac came over from WCW, and it was like, Look, we got one of theirs, and no, he's going to immediately
2: pick somebody. I'm not saying else.
3: it's I'm, no, no, the you forget how important that X Pac <laughs> debut was. This was the night after WrestleMania 14, it wasn't, this was it
0: wasn't important. Didn't I know that was
3: huge at the time, and then it became, became X Pac, but. He doesn't have a podcast on on this network, so I think we're okay. but, and, and but he I is a rather, friend of the show. He's a friend so. of the show, but he didn't. He wasn't
2: main eventing. Mania is.
3: No, he, he, he had some very great moments. Cody could immediately become main eventer of WrestleMania. And the Which, thing is, what can, does
2: that say about their company? Though, also, by the way, they don't. They don't have matches that are any good.
3: But also, because- we would all rather watch
1: One Night in China than Roads to the Top. So let's stop comparing the two. Well, yeah, of course. That's <laughs> of
2: Okay, course. okay, another question. Another question. Um, they grandparents- call their toxicology
0: Whoa. report Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> <Mr. Perry and laughs> you know, oh, Jesus. I'm not proud of myself for that one. Yes, right, you got are. No, I'm not. Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs>
2: This, uh, this apparent you know huge contract I'm sure he's going to sign with WWE and these contracts that they're going to be able to give out from this point forward. Is this Vince making AEW his developmental? Yeah, bust your ass there, have your matches there, blah, 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 blah. When you're ready, here's $4 million waiting for you.
3: It is for three people, MJF, Wardlow, and Jade Cargill. As yeah, soon as yeah. their contracts are up, vince is going to offer them a fortune i think that the door is open for a moxley return at some point in time oh moxley
2: for sure dude moxley uh, moxley hey, here's to the back. other thing and
3: and not only moxley jericho is going to want one last surprise return to close out his career
2: you know you know i forgot that this is a lot of guys plans and this is also part of the plan as to why they created aew it was the idea Idea that eventually these contracts will run up and everybody is going to start making money and contracts are going to go for way more everywhere. Which is and great. It's, yeah. yeah, and it's what happened. And a lot of these, you know, Andrade, um, Malachi Black, I mean, don't count anyone out. They will, I'm sure, go back to WWE because the check will always be bigger. And at some point you're going to run out of being able to have great matches. To To me... If you're looking at your career in 2021, no, it's 2022. My God, 2022, 2023. It's let's get some great matches out of an AEW or a New Japan or the Indies, and then when it's time to make money and settle down, go to a, uh, go to WWE.
3: Well, here's the, here's the thing: how many all-time Sadly. greats? How many all-time greats in the last 30 years have not competed at WrestleMania? That's the question.
2: Yeah, and yeah, yeah, what, but it was a monopoly, that, man. There was no it was a, other company. A, it wasn't it a monopoly. There was WCW
3: the for years, but there was there's a there's a yeah, thing, but
2: not the last twenty years. Right,
3: but in a lot of these guys' minds, that is still the Super Bowl for wrestling. That is still the I want to at least be at WrestleMania once in my career, and that holds some value to it. I think AEW. We've said this before. Is the is a great place to go if you want creative freedom and develop who you are because you can't do it in WWE. That's why so many of these guys were in WWE and then went up getting fired because they were just spouting the shit that was given to them. And then when they go to AEW, it becomes sink or swim. You suddenly realize, wow, is a really interesting, compelling guy. When you give him his own time, you realize Andrade probably was doing better with scripted promos. Um, like the, it, it becomes a sink or swim for these guys when they get to AEW. I think Malachi Black is more interesting in aew than he was in wwe i think brian is having way more fun now than he was a year ago during he's that been great forever,
0: though he's like he's I mean, been great he's forever been great but, great but wherever, he's got wherever. a he's
3: got an energy wherever. to him now that's oh fantastic. he is so he's
2: in a different gear he is the best
3: wrestler yeah, moxley is right. like reborn. i mean he's had
0: some great i mean I, I thought he's had some great gears in wwe it's just been a longer career in wwe you know yeah, so.
3: I'm, I'm just talking about a year ago to now when he was building up to that wrestlemania feud and it was kind of Not going through close. The motions. yeah the, there's certain guys I, who I come like alive in this sort of environment, and there's certain guys who don't. Cody came alive in the beginning and became progressively more boring and, and was like South Park style, of smelling his own farts. And I, it seemed like this was a tailor-made storyline that he thinks is a babyface and everyone knows is a heel. And eventually he confronts Tony Khan. It just went up being a shoot instead of a work.
2: Okay, guys, <laughs> does he does – he, he owns his music. Does oh, he come out big. with the music? Does he come out with the cape?
3: He comes out to American Dream. He wears polka dots and it's gonna be fucking great.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, you know what needs to be said too is that when you're talking about, oh, is Vince gonna bury him or not? Like, Vince didn't think he was burying Karrion Cross with the gift mask. He thought he was giving him something that was missing. He genuinely thinks calling Keith Lee a bear cat was helping him. Like they just don't know how to do things. And I still also- think the
0: bear cat gimmick can work, but not, not for Keith Lee, but keep going. Uh,
1: but also everyone who's saying like, oh, he's going to have all this creative freedom and all that, motherfucker fired his not. own son. to <laughs> 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 we forget so
3: soon. <laughs> Cody's going to eat the gruel that's put in front of him for $5 million and he's going to say it tastes fucking delicious. And he's going to be just Ooh. fine because well, that- he, they're going to put him in there with guys that he knows how to work. And, he, and it's, the story, it's the great story of he, you know, he starts out with Rollins, and it's the only reason you, you became the, the, the guy was because I wasn't here. Well, now I'm back. That's all you need. And then they, they can have a, a decent match.
0: Well, I actually, you know, I have a pitch for Cody's first night in WWE. Do you guys, guys want to hear it? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So he comes out in the plastic mask, but it's not because he's doing the gimmick, it's to protect his eyes for when he comes in his face. Then <laughs> uh, then Triple H hands Cody his sledgehammer, then Triple H hands him his wallet, then he hands him a note apologizing to Stephanie and his daughters, then he jumps off the Titan drawn. Uh, then he goes in the ring and jobs to Roman Reigns, who taps him out and goes to Hollywood for six months to act in Hobbs and Shaw and Olaf. A frozen fast crossover and uh, cut to Cody spending a year fighting the Miz and starting a love triangle angle after he walks in on Brandy Titty fucking Otis.
1: (laughs) Nice. I have so far. I think I'm glad glad you're uh, not just recording, but also writing in bed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You think you come? Okay, uh, that's the other thing. So he shows up. Do people cheer? Do they boo?
3: Depends on what city you're in. If you're in Jeddah, they're gonna do whatever the government tells them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: man.
1: He's not he's not breaking any thrones in Saudi Arabia. Let's let's oh. just get that out of the
2: way. Yo, he <laughs> oh, really is just break. the new son. He beat Triple H. His show beat triple H. He got rid of Shane. It's Cody's the new son. Instead of
0: the throne, he just breaks a journalist's typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or well, he, he just, just uses a... a
2: saw on the throne <laughs> oh jesus christ and then everyone
1: just goes oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: so yeah him, i mean let let like, like there's something in. that
0: we we haven't brought up and you know i do think that we should bring it up ratings were the lowest they have ever been on tbs last night now the logical assumption is hey there were no debuts you know and that's the reason the ratings are low. But do you think there's a chance that Cody had a had a portion of the audience? Damn,
3: get out of your I'm just I'm wondering. I'm just no, wondering. not the a the AEW crowd put up with Cody because he was there, and they're like, All right, fine, I guess we have to, you know, it's like saying Joey Bishop was in the rat pack. Uh, it's just he was there, so fine. No, right. they, they weren't. If anything, they would have wanted to tune in to see. If, if the what the car crash was, are they going to address it? Is there a controversy there? And they opened with, you know, Punk, and they gave you a, a show that was stacked, and the ratings were what they were. People, you know, it's not always appointment TV every week.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: I'll, I'll humor you a little bit, Dan, where, you know, we heard from Khan himself that, yeah, Tony was being—I uh, mean, uh, Cody was being annoying for a while, but he was still a ratings draw, and that's the only reason I put up with this shit for as long as I did. So, they—they might- said that. Yeah, he said something to that effect. I—I I colored it a little bit, but he did say that he was a draw, and but also that he had been difficult, and 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 from what I've read, in a lot of different places, he'd been distant and, and difficult
3: backstage. But on TV, he was their John Cena. He was the guy who gave his weight belt to like the sick kid in the front row. And he was doing all the philanthropic work and he was out in the media talking about it. So there's a number of people, probably most likely in like the Midwest, who viewed Cody as the star of the company. And now he's gone. And but
2: I you don't think they should abandon all that stuff.
3: Yes. No. Oh, just fuck have fuck the kids else with candy. The cherries, no, yeah, they should oh. just be
2: like, "We don't do that bullshit. That's WWE corn shit." What I said. Hold on. This what is I said. To Disney. You know, this is on, AEW.
3: On, Scott. What I said. No. What I said in the group chat was, I said, what they should have done is, if Tony Khan wants to establish that he's different from WWE, you open the show with Tony thanking Cody for his contributions, which is the same thing Vince did when Randy Savage left. He was on commentary. He's like, I am a macho man. I want to to thank you. And and, you know, the door is always open to Stephanie's room. And I wanted Tony to go out there and say that (laughs) then you have Dan Lambert come out there and do Yeah, I got rid of Cody. And then you immediately have hangman page go out there and basically tell him to fuck off and make hangman page the face of AEW that Cody should have been because hangman's your champion. How do you get what over?
0: How do you get 10 over then?
3: Well, that's or, the thing. Oh you, gosh, you know, you're saving oh ten for later. We'll, we'll, we'll get to dynamite. They know where their star is, but that was a chance to pivot. And Hangman Page, who's just sort of floating out there, should take that Cody space of the face of AEW, the guy who's doing the the, the make wishes or the guy who's doing the various publicity things that they have out there, because he is an interesting, captivating guy. But that was your quick pivot. It was. You want someone that's going to be the face of AEW? Here he is. He's young. He's your champion. He's the guy you
2: get behind. Tony, Con- Tony, what were you saying?
1: I was going to say, have Adam called you all the make-a-wishes so the sick kids could see someone
2: who looks like them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Tony should have came out and said, I made a wish and it was that you got the fuck out of my company. I mean, and I then like that... you pull like a classic attitude error, you have a little person come out dressed like Cody, you know, you go give it up so, for Tony's So Adam playing. Cole, <laughs> <laughs> Chody loads, you call him Chody loads. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um, I question. really hope that Tony doesn't take the mess. I hope the lesson that Tony, I hope the lesson that Tony doesn't take from this is that. Well, now that Cody's not speaking for the company, I should all the time. Because <laughs> that that probably will create a whole bunch of other problems. Like- I disagree
3: you- and I hope that Tony Khan speaks more because <laughs> it is manna from heaven.
2: Wait till his <laughs> I- Friday Night Rampage Twitter, uh, <laughs> you know, seven seven up bender whatever it, it's sugar high he gets every every friday yeah, at 10 wait p.m wait till
0: cody says the least bit negative thing about aew
2: oh and, and he's, he's going to right that's gonna happen and yeah, he'll probably it. say it with a wwe mic in his hand
0: which and, is weird I mean, tony is gonna go fucking nuts oh God. on twitter and then raw is gonna have like the highest rating in years
1: I wanna, I wanna believe that like, Co- like Cody's neck tattoo has the voice of Dusty, and it's just whispering in his ear. <laughs> you need to ask for your restitution, because I mean, the the neck tattoo. At least I don't know about you guys, but that was that was a moment for me. I remember being you know, it was right before the pandemic, and watching Revolution at a friend's house. And the theme was already, you remember
2: he had the one <laughs> Wait, can I interrupt? Two of Mike's stories, even like when it was like, where were you? When Cody, like he starts it like it was the JFK assassination. Like <laughs> it's so detailed about where he was. It was a clear oh,
3: was... Tuesday morning. Yeah. Well, you know. This, In this... the
2: name of love. <laughs>
1: Revolution it was not televised but it was on (laughs) pay-per-view oh man jake hager dustin rhodes never forget um but no dude but when he came out and the you know because it was the mjf feud which was a great fucking feud you know cody got whipped on tv that was awesome but you know the warlow match is great and then the live band comes out and they're terrible (laughs) and then he comes out with a neck tattoo, and I just remember me and my friends going, oh no. And I I even think like, even in our text group and all that, we started to think a little less of him. Has there been a a bigger like physical change that's like turned you off immediately than that? Well, he got
2: the truck and he was like, he was the truck a lot.
1: I don't know if you've seen Ahmed Johnson at a
0: legend signing lately, but (laughs) I mean, he looks like one of the clumps now, so pretty crazy um all right my question for you guys is who is the new host of the go big show obviously they can't pick big show because they can't use the name mjf he'd be pretty sweet anybody oh you know darby
2: allen he could, do all the, he could do all the stunts the other people do he could be like a crypt keeper type of depressing you know host from a graveyard
0: yeah that's true that's pretty good let's just hope it's not
1: jake
2: oh he's like the new elvira you know (laughs) i mean
1: legitimately if you're picking someone from the aw roster it's punk i mean punk's got some mainstream credibility not a lot but some he's fucking funny people recognize him and he will look good next to jennifer nettles from Sugarland.
3: i agree it should be jericho (laughs) <laughs> wait
1: wait Robert you represent Jericho now
3: uh ever since last January when he called me for some free legal advice um that I've was been, the other I've, go big <laughs> show that was I, I well he had his own didn't he he hosted robot wars and something where people were on a treadmill falling off a building no Jericho's that was he, uh,
0: the John Oliver has a bit about it it was downfall little, it's called downfall yeah it's,
3: it's it's a great bit if you guys wasn't that it. a Hitler movie as well That is a Hitler movie,
0: yeah. That's uh, that's the one they meme all the time,
3: yes. It is Jericho only believes one of those things happened.
0: I just saw uh, Edge of War, which is a great uh, World War II movie about Neville Chamberlain and uh, and Neville Chamberlain would
3: have been great on the Go Big show.
0: (laughs) I give everyone a pass. Uh, well, folks, I think that's a great uh, joke. Uh, I I think we are uh, on to our premium live events. it's
1: it's premium current events premium live event is the word preparing
2: me oh sorry sorry. wait wait, wait. who do you think cody feuds with who do you think cody feuds
0: wait yeah do you guys have any i thought we were having joke answers for this cody booking thing otherwise i wouldn't have fucking no
3: i I thought we were being serious about a (laughs) topic for once um i
0: did the thing where it's like i prepared too much for the talent show and then all the kids in the back clowned on me you know yeah i've
2: prepared (laughs) it like real news all right. I'm like well, I, I like Linda Eller. Who? I'm like Linda Eller being it. This yeah. is for the kids. <laughs> nice that's <riff>. a great
0: <laughs> Scott. Uh, Scott, who, how would you book Cody with WWE? Real answers only, I guess.
2: Ah, uh, dude. I mean, unfortunately. Well, okay. So who is there? That's the issue. You don't put him on SmackDown because Lesnar is gonna be there, or Lesnar is there, Reigns is there, Ronda's there. Raw has nobody. Literally nobody. Am I correct by saying that, Robert? You're 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 not
3: correct, but they don't have the but keep in mind Seth on raw,
2: Rollins, there's Seth Rollins,
3: Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, R- Riddle. riddle there's a lot of which talent by the way, there. my hope is they open raw with Cody showing up and riddle walking by. I mean, like, am I on the wrong show? That would be <laughs> <fucking great. laughs>
0: that's actually yeah. that's great. No, there's a lot of talent on Raw, it's just that. They all are secondary to Roman and Brock,
1: so nobody realizes that. You know, just, Guys, when you see that moment on Raw, just know you hear, heard it here first, and Robert did not get paid for it.
3: <laughs> yes, which may have happened before. Yeah, I'm, well, the, I'm hey. the real loser in this, because I'm the only one that watches three hours of Raw every week. I'm getting more Cody in my life, and you guys are getting less, so you know, this is a pretty traumatic thing for me. And I'm trying to be positive about it,
2: dude, 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 man. It's going to be so funny when he walks out of a limousine and like breathes in the air on raw on NXT because, because again, there's, there's this, there's this, this insincerity to him, this, I'm running for for office thing to him that if they try to make him a face, it's going to be weird. He's an awesome heel. And, uh, you know, what I thought he was doing in AEW, I, I was enjoying it on some levels. Um, but if I, they I, just I, try to make him a face, it it's not going to be fun. He has to be a heel because him as a face, it's, it's laughable. It's really corny. It's embarrassing. He looks he, like a liar. He's like a con man.
1: I imagine him walking out of the limousine and then the driver saying, um, sir, your car didn't go through. Do you have another one? <laughs> I I would book him against, I mean, is is Orden and Riddle what's happening? Is that feel confirmed for many or not? Because that's usually I don't know. Uh, they were going
3: that way with Raw this week that it seemed like they were splitting them.
1: Because I mean, it feels like Orton is the go-to of a guy who comes back like with edge, he's reliable. You have the whole legacy thing, and I was under your wing, and I came back, and I'm better now. So I would do I would do uh, Orton and and Cody and they'll have a long you know they'll have the Triple H match because Triple H isn't gonna wrestle but they'll give it fifteen less minutes because Triple H isn't in it.
0: <laughs> the limo po- pulls up and, and the the door opens and it's just a pilled out Ted DiBiase
1: Jr. and the limo driver going get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Everyone's got a price, <laughs> including the U.S. government.
2: Because what's the sto- What would the story be with Seth?
3: The story with Seth is Cody was the guy who worshipped the ground that Hunter worked and walked on, and he left. He was the he was the prodigal son who who left. Seth rose to power by kissing up to Triple H and taking over and and being that uh, that that top, you know, whatever. Uh, influencer star, whatever the fuck he calls himself, and now it's Cody coming back to be like, I'm reclaiming my position as the, you know, the, the, as the uh, this is the company that that Dusty Rhodes is responsible for, and I'm reclaiming his legacy, and and that's who I am, and and I've come back here to to you know win the win the championship I never I never won. Wow, That's all you Hawk. really need. That, it's just WWE. You don't need to worry about
2: levels and Do they referencing they mention other Triple H? And... they're gonna get Triple H involved? Like no, Hunter's heart Triple can't H? handle this. Dude, they should have him be like a Zordon, like on the on the Titantron, like just his face <laughs> stretched out. It's like Cody, welcome back. <laughs> Is this Triple H or Dusty? Yeah, triple H. Oh, well, yeah. I guess they could do Dusty. Yeah. We, picked,
1: we picked five uh guys with neck tattoos and attitudes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, heel, Co- heel Cody in WWE, if they gave him like the Mean Street posse, would be fantastic.
2: That would be cool. But man, if they try to make him a face, they're gonna F- make him a face. Fail. They're
3: gonna make him That's a face. They don't have faces on Raw to really. They have, I mean, Lashley's pretty much a heel, they can't really decide. Seth's pretty much a heel. Kevin Owens is pretty much a heel. Uh, it's all Drew's pretty a much because everything. Angel
2: is a tweener. But hey, yeah. look, I think I think things. You know, it will be cool for a few episodes, and then and then it won't and, be.
3: And then it'll settle in until they they open up the wallet and get QT.
2: Dude, it all feels like that that the uh, when it was when it was during COVID. What was that called? Thunderdome? The Thunderdome. It's I dude, I look back at like things that happened 15 years ago and I picture it in the Thunderdome Dome. That's how boring it's been for so long.
3: That's fair. It's it's pretty uh it, it, I, we're all this week was actually really good. I, I will say it feels that. like a lie. The way we're
2: it's done. filmed, it feels like it's they're lying. It feels yes, like they, it's made up. They so, filmed. Feel- mean, I know, made- I know, it is made up, and they're lying. No, I know they filmed feel like no, like it. it's made it's, up, and they're yes,
3: lying. <laughs> it, it has the visual flair of if you have ever watched like surgery on TV. That's kind of what this feels like. It feels Dude, very It looks like soap and... opera
2: television.
0: It's filmed like shit. It's the. It's just the worst. Yeah, I wouldn't say. I mean, I thought SmackDown was great for like a year, the, and then the, the camera couple...
2: cuts are crazy. Well, I a, that's, that's Kevin. Producing. Well, that's I Kevin SmackDown done.
0: was great for like a year, and then you know, lately it, it hasn't been as good. But I did enjoy their end of that Reggie Dana Brooks storyline. That <laughs> was kind of fun.
1: Yes, are um, we um? Are we pivoting from Cody? Because I, I I'd love to read the Twitter questions. Yes, sure. sure, sure. Let's see. Yeah, In, it's, into the it's, it's Cody slash It's Cody related. Um, yeah. So I originally had a Super Bowl commercial question. We got some really funny responses, but then you know this became big. This was our most uh, one of our most responded to ever fucking Twitter questions. Uh, I, I only picked ten, so I'm sorry, but uh. Give us the opening line or two of Cody's first WWE promo. So at six five five three two one 321 king hey, guys, does anyone know a good throne repair shop? Moreover, who wants to buy a slightly used sledgehammer off of me? <laughs> uh, uh, Jacqueline Moore, who, who has been uh, you know a guest and is going to be doing a show with uh, Dan coming up, um, says sports entertainment has only one royal family. Uh, <laughs> 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 just imagine snoop wrapping it um and then uh, we have uh Kirby, uh says uh cody slowly peels off his neck tattoo to thunderous applause when the crowd dies down all he says is bunch of marks
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: at human tornado uh i am the grandson of a plumber from now on call me c r hopper at smart nato one i know a lot of you are upset you're calling me a con man i've always been a con man a nick con man (laughs) ha ha but seriously i have my eyes set on gold i'm looking at you reginald (laughs) at fw duke let me reintroduce myself i am gunther von starman the conceptual nightmare (laughs) it's CRSZ one uh I'm back and I'm here to interrupted by happy Corbin's music.
2: <laughs> at,
1: I'm back from solving racism <laughs> at a buddy of ours uh, at Martin My name is Cody Rhodes. I'm the man with the neck tattoo of his own logo. The man who solved racism, throne breaker, the man who won America, the man who wrestled everyone on his list so I could come back home where I belong. Right here on NXT 2.0 with my wife, Eden Styles.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: At black emoji, the lisp has come back home. <laughs> huge, tiny mistake. You all miss me, and now you can all see me in my new show streaming on Peacock, Roads to the Mid card. <laughs> At Milo underscore writer. Welcome to my airing of grievances. I've got a lot of problems with you people <laughs> at Bosch Fest, Fred, uh, <laughs> greetings and salutations because that works so well for Keith Lee. Uh, we got two more here at Gronytail. tail um, because they said they had a, uh, I came back because they said they had a giant metal tunnel I could walk through, but it turns out they were just talking about Linda. <laughs> Finally, uh my favorite one at Chris Economicus. Uh hard times are when you're in uninspiring storylines in a company you help build. They give you a neck tattoo, a kick in the butt, and say, hook
2: done took your job, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what to- if what if like they try to treat him like he's a badass? Oh, like that Billy would be Gunn? rough, right? <laughs> <laughs> no like he's like an invading force and it's like oh it's the rebel cody rhodes and he's like like lighting cigarettes and shit and we and we know for sure brandy's not coming with because where does Brandy this is go? what i've heard what what if they're like he's like we're keeping it a secret people are gonna go nuts <laughs> like <laughs> uh, yeah anyway i'm very happy for him in, in that he's making a lot of money uh Dude, he started a company with a few other wrestlers out of nothing. He did something insane. And uh, it's a little odd that he's going back, but it's also cool. Fuck it. If it's like for millions of dollars, that's really cool. Especially again, seeing who he is and seeing the type of money WWE's making and the type of creative decisions they're making. I think it's becoming less of a wrestling company. And a lot of these guys are just going to be in like fast and the furious spinoffs. And, you know, they're going to be making real big money, but it's going to be like 10 guys and maybe Cody can be one of them. He could go on Regis and whoever, I don't know, Regis died, right?
3: Yeah, Regis yeah, is know. dead. So yeah. Thank, thanks, Vince. Uh, no, I think he's getting what he secretly kind of always wanted in WWE, which is the respect to be a main eventer. So he's going to go back and get what's important to him because he has true love, for the business he's seen what the business side of it looks like he launched a company he's going to go back to the wwe the the one true company and he's going to be (laughs) a a main event star uh in a way that his father never was
2: hey also he was trained by them correct i mean he's a like he's a homegrown he's there he's homegrown
3: and all he really gives a shit about is dusty's legacy And now he gets to go back and own Dusty's legacy when he kept trying to take it and use it in AEW with using names and things like this is what my father created. Now he's back here. He's like, this is what Vince McMahon created that my father clearly stole.
1: And let's be honest, guys, making decisions based on your misguided ego is the most dusty thing you can do.
0: (laughs) That's a, that's what I'd call a dusty classic. All right. Number two, two. (laughs) premium premium. Yeah, even though we're not doing the eight count this week, this is a premium current event segment. There has been a lot of rumblings, and you know, no, nobody has disputed this on the WWE side that Stone Cold Steve Austin is returning at WrestleMania 38 to go against Kevin Owens. Uh, if you watch Raw, Kevin Owens has been burying Texas. I, you know, I personally think this is a fantastic first person to him. For him to feud uh you know every time that steve worked with a canadian whether it was like brett or owen it, it was a it was great i mean as far as the promos back and forth and you know in some cases the matches i i'd love to see you know this turn a little bit real and you know maybe like you know kevin focusing on steve's neck or something you know similar to what they did with brian when they came back a little bit um look we we bitch a lot about like new guys not getting the rub and of course steve's gonna go over But this is, you know, a guy that we've all loved watching for years, and we're we're not the first match we're getting. Isn't Steve and Hunter or Steve and Brock? We're getting Steve and Kevin Owens, and you know, I think that like for all the criticism that WWE gets, if this happens, and it hasn't happened yet, um, you know, I I just imagine Nick Khan trying to cast get past all the booby traps in the Broken Skull Ranch to just drop money at Steve's porch. But uh, I, I think this could be really really fun i mean obviously the age you know is a factor and the fact that you know he, he hasn't been on on in an active you know wrestling role in, in 20 years is, is a huge factor but i'm i'm excited for this and you know, it, to know if you want to talk about the a, a, a true needle mover nobody has moved the needle like austin or hogan so uh robert what, what are your feelings about this as a wwe diehard for
3: life uh, I'm excited for it. There's that picture. Hey, hey of... don't
2: say his license plate number. Zach <laughs> uh,
3: it's Florida. That was taken a long time ago. Um, I'm excited all for it because
1: the
2: <laughs> Kevin
3: Owens is a illegitimate Steve Austin fan. There's that great picture of Owens when he was Kevin Steen years ago with Steve Austin. It's kind of similar to the punk MJF thing. You know, people are complaining, like, this isn't going to get Kevin Owens over and yet. Who cares? It's a feel good moment for mania. I don't think this is going to be a, a real match. And if it's any kind of a match, if someone's going to make you look good, it's going to be Kevin Owens and Owens will make the most of this as a storyline going forward. It's stunner versus stunner. It's defending Texas. It's going to make the audience happy. It's going to help sell some seats from dance perspective. I, I would be scared of Kevin Owens going after Steve Austin's neck. Cause if he legitimately hurts him, Steve's going to be like, Fucking a chair, and all he'll be able to do is like voice over TV shows. He won't be able to stand up and run around and do stuff. And you know who wants to? Who wants to just see that? <laughs> am I but, am, uh... <laughs>
0: am I on the show with an Easter bunny from all these fucking Easter eggs?
3: Ah, I was talking about. But oh, I'm, I think look, it's great. It's something fun to sell for WrestleMania. Owens will get some form of a spotlight, even when he got squashed by Goldberg. Owens, it turns it into the whole thing with Jericho and made it into something amazing. He can spin this. It's going to be fun to have Steve Austin there. If it wasn't going to be Kevin Owens, it was going to be Austin Theory. So we're kind of getting the the, the better of the uh, the dark storylines here.
0: Mike and Scott, Scott, you're probably the biggest Austin fan on this. Yeah, Mike, go podcast.
1: first. <laughs> oh, I hope that I hope that he comes out to the sound of him trying to break glass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's someone else breaking his glass like like if it was Clint Eastwood's house you know no, it's like
1: like the theme is just dip, dip, and like, hey, look, can, can you help me here <laughs> um I mean yeah you know I I I, I think Austin's great uh, I don't have any personal affinity and uh we just watched uh St. Valentine's Massacre so I have even less
3: uh,
1: I mean he's fine you know and we did watch that biggest... rumble
3: where he was awesome
1: Oh yeah, no, he's he's amazing. I mean, when we we went to see uh, Rod MSG, that was that was uh, was that 2019, and yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I it mean, was for my bachelor party, and he still was the biggest star. Yeah, he still got more charisma than anybody. I mean, uh, he dude, he's so talented. They let him say what he wants to say, uh, and <laughs> it, he's great. I just. I don't think this does anything long-term and they really have to think long-term. This is a desperate move to get a few more seats in Texas, but also this is what happens when you have guys, Austin and Michael and rock come every year or two and just bury your current roster. You know, like Austin's kind of responsible for them needing Austin in a way. I remember the last uh, rest uh at dallas which i think might be the worst wrestlemania ever i'll go on the record and say that i'd rather watch two i'd rather watch nine i'd rather watch 11 uh, i'd rather watch 9 11 i think nine's
0: worse man i i do think nine is worse and it's more
1: fun uh th- i mean this man dude 30, <laughs> I'd ra- dude would you rather watch undertaker versus giant gonzalez for eight minutes or versus shane for 34 who moves like Giant Gonzalez.
0: I mean, yeah, but on, I, there is still like the four way on on WrestleMania 32 that was that was pretty good and you know, like I can still watch like the AJ Jericho match isn't great, but I can still watch it and and it's decent, you know, like so, I mean that's I and the ladder match that opens it is better than any match that was
1: on 9 100. Yeah, but none none of, none of that is more entertaining than Jim Ross uh, unwillingly being in a toga. So <laughs>
0: I, I think well, when I mean, when when
1: when JR wears it, it's a hospital gown.
3: Fair. <laughs> That's fair. Mm. I mean, gotta get your you, ha ha in, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, we can
1: debate that all we want, but but either way, like I that. Heard that,
3: the Red that podcast he did. On I mean, Ash that Street, mania
1: was mean? really depressing because it was a lot of new guys getting buried by old guys who weren't even wrestling in some instances, and now you have this. This just doesn't. I don't know, man. I I also feel like you know we didn't think Michaels was gonna. Come and then he did it for Saudi and that was sad and I've I've respected the fact that like you know Austin I know I've listened to his podcast a lot the guy takes a lot of pride himself and his work and he should he should be really proud of the career he had I don't think that this does anything to help it or add to it you know he's always the guy who says you know when it's time to ride off into the sunset I mean, if you're going to give him an opponent, I think Ed Owens is fine, but you know, they've treated Owens like a mid-card and buried the fuck out of him. So, I don't see him as like a suitable challenger like maybe don't feed him to Goldberg in 2 minutes.
2: Mike, did you see the uh did you see the promo that they're sort of setting this feud up? So, listeners, I mean, if you're not, if you have if you don't watch Raw, <clears throat>
1: Yeah, he on Texas, kind of- right?
2: They're, they're setting up yeah they're setting up this view. they set it up with a backstage promo with kevin owens just shitting on the fact that wrestlemania is going to be in texas and that he hates texas and texans and the way they talk and it's it, it just feels really empty you know is it worse um, than dan
1: lambert shitting on adam page because he's not from texas <laughs> i don't know if much is worse about geography Manfred? not a reason for fighting
2: <laughs> you know there there is one thing though i mean that-
0: the whole geography thing with brett though with the whole canada feud was fucking amazing
2: well, the whole thing work? with okay
3: i hate Just to be say the guy that has to defend wwe storylines that's my fucking job in life but the whole reasoning of this was owens was trying to get into a match because he wants to compete at wrestlemania and adam pierce is like i don't think you're going to be on mania and he's like i need to be a mania i love texas and texas loves me and, and it's, you know, the greatest state in the union and cowboy hats and all that. So then they put a poll up of, was Kevin Owens sincere? And they voted no. And he's like, well, fuck you. I wasn't being sincere. I hate Texas. Texas is dumb because he's throwing a fit that he's not going to be on WrestleMania. That was the, that was yeah, the I kinda, very. I
2: don't mind that. No, that's I... fucking dumb. What I said Why is, is dumb? like. dumb? It's not like. 20 seconds. You, you, you made like, it worse dumb. by explaining it.
3: That's well, not... I'm sorry 10 didn't come out and beat him up no that's yeah, bad too we'll get to that
0: but so that is bad, bad storylines in wrestling i don't, I don't Listen, think this is one of them here,
2: here's the thing we do live in a time where you know i i forget austin's age how but... old are you, you
3: started we live in a time where well
2: no well it well it's the truth that you know guys like edge can come back and they look that edge, look, edge looks better than he's ever looked other than he has some gray's, but physically he looks more fit than ever and stone cold can come back and look really good. He can do it. And maybe he can move. And that's pretty cool. That is cool. Well the thing is just it's just look, like, it's this. It's, it's it's when 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 you find out WWE has just made a bunch of money and then things start happening, nothing feels pure anymore. And you go like in your head, you're a fan of a thing, and, and you and then you go like, oh, it's just for fucking nothing. Like it's just it's a big who gives a shit. And was your econ
3: teacher in high school?
2: Well, no, but it's like is is this what you wanted it to be? No, you'd be I didn't right. want it it's... to be Steve and Kevin. I'm glad it's Steve no, and no, you didn't. You don't yes, nobody I... wanted this. Nobody yes, I ever did. If, if
0: if I couldn't get Stephen Punk, this is who I'd want it to be, a hundred percent it's I, I'm not just going to shit on something because it's got WWE in the title, you know what Right, I mean? But it's also
3: not going to be like a 20 minute match. This is going to be smoke and mirrors, not Cody, but it's going to be smoke and mirrors. It's just going to be something feel good and fun. Like when they did the thing with Austin and JBL years ago, and it was just beer drinking and a stunner and the audience is happy. And the sure, audience, you're at, right.
2: You're right. You're mania, right. And yeah. you're
3: giving, you're giving the people at mania what they want. You're putting Steve Austin in front of a, a Texas audience On the biggest stage there is, he's going to get a pop. He's going to hit a stunner. He's going to pour beer all over Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is going to stand up. They're going to cheer beer. He's going to stun him again. Everyone's happy. It's a feel-good moment. And then there's going to be a video package with Titus O'Neil reading with kids at a library so they don't feel guilty.
2: (laughs) And and (laughs) Titus O'Neil. Plus, they haven't sold
0: tickets. They haven't filled the building up yet. They have to sell tickets. Yeah, let's talk about this guy's The show
2: is is made in a lab. It's just weird, man. Yes, it's not real. Can we talk
1: about the fact that they're doing buy one, get one free for WrestleMania on Valentine's day, they're appealing to people in relationships to buy wrestling tickets. That's
2: well, how desperate
1: they are. I mean, you know, like, you know, like they, look, they, they knew they were going to
0: move a certain amount of tickets for professional wrestling fans on Valentine's day. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't like.
3: Well, it's like, a smart play. Cause either you get someone that buys it for their spouse and they're happy. They buy it for their spouse. Their spouse is pissed and leaves them. Now they have all this free money to spend on WWE merchandise. It's <laughs> a brilliant
0: plan across the board. How funny would it be if it's all these divorced
1: guys <laughs> with empty seats next to them? <laughs> 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 oh, I would love my that. God. And they'll be so happy when Austin comes out. Yeah, they will.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Number three. Let's get to Dynamite or Dud. Um... What's, I'm just going to say like what happened on the show fully just because we're running a little long and, yeah. and you guys can give your opinions. We had a CM Punk promo setting up the dog collar match with and, him and MJF at Revolution. We have Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty, a segment between Brian and Mox backstage, Wardlow versus Max Caster, uh, Hangman Page promo, which ends in fucking the Dark Order in 10, r- <laughs> Jer- Jericho and, and Hager versus Santana and Ortiz, uh, lead backstage, Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa uh, in a no disqualification match. House of Black Package, probably teasing uh, Buddy Murphy, which I'm super excited about. And, uh, and a, oh, an instant classic, if it wasn't fucking for Matt Hardy, Sammy versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. I will just start this off by saying I thought this was a very good show. Uh, I have like one or two complaints, but I thought this was really good. The ratings weren't great, but I, I thought creatively the show was awesome. Uh, what did you think about this, Scott?
2: Yeah, every single match delivered. I mean, ab- above I think what we thought. Danielson versus Lee was, was fantastic. The Mercedes Martinez Thunder Rosa match was so damn fun. The uh, the Cobra Kai reference. That's another thing that's fun about AEW is it it doesn't have the the ad, the, the type of ads that WWE gets, which is like top mainstream shit. But because it doesn't get that, it gets the lesser thing, but the lesser thing is always a little more fun anyway. I would and, say
1: Cobra Kai is top mainstream shit, man. That shows Yeah, huge. It did really well on this. You think? I mean, you think yes. it's like oh, it NBC did. It did ABC did well level Netflix. shit? It's massive. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's more okay. 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 than anything on NBC. I oh,
2: well, say. yeah, it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I thought that was a really cool moment and a really great match. And how funny Mercedes Martinez, you know, not being able to beat Thunder Rosa in this in this hardcore match and then Britt Baker beating her up for not being able to do it when Britt Baker couldn't do it when it was a, um, when it was a lights out match or whatever the hell I thought that was really funny. Jericho, this was his best match in forever. And he's thin again, right?
0: Um, I, He's thin in the same way, you know, Ethan Supley who lost a bunch of weight yeah. is thin, <laughs> like, you know, like no. kind of like the skin that looks a little bit like, like clothes that needs to be ironed, sort of thing but I mean I thought yeah. the story I thought the story was great I thought that the Lariat like fucking sell that better Jericho like I I, I hated that at the end but I, I thought the story was awesome
2: dude and Wardlow Max Caster even um, yeah, Max Caster is a blast and Wardlow they were so uh, violent the way he was slamming him I, I really thought they were going to become botches honestly but they weren't thankfully so yeah, every match, Sammy versus Darby was great, and and I love how you said uh, it was it, it was it would have been an instant classic until Matt Hardy came out because Andrade is the one that cheated. But you're right, it got bad when Matt Hardy came out after that. After the, the, the match, the Bell,
0: the bell, like they they were in the
2: clear. The match was Dude, over, and I was still I was fine I with Andrade. <laughs> I said, "Awesome, Andrade, that makes sense." Fuck yes, good for you guys. Sometimes you end on on a program like this cool. Then Matt Hardy's there and you go for who? For why? <laughs> and then I go is this is this something is this an insult to Cody? I go is this the rib like Cody knows something about this that triggers him otherwise why have Matt Hardy on? Cuz it it, it it I hated that. Um the CM Punk MJF thing was fantastic having it being a dog collar match. How cool we have a Greg Greg the Hammer Valentine roast, okay? And then they, they bring up the Piper in Portland. The, the, the He goes, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> I loved it. Some of you might have not understood that reference unless you heard our podcast. So you're welcome. And if, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen and to it. And have an understanding of
0: fourth or fifth grade
2: English. But, but no, but, that, but Greg the Hammer Valentine, they don't teach you that in fourth grade. Anyway, that fucking ruled. It was awesome. The, the picture was great. The match is gonna be great. The Spider
0: German suplex from Mercedes Martinez was oh I thought Thunder Rush almost
2: died. That was unbelievable. Dude, there was moves Sammy versus Darby where you're going, how? Just how. Dude, the Centon and, and the, oh, to oh, and the, Danielson, the Danielson Moxley, the Danielson Moxley promo. So so again, that first like 40 minutes of AEW what was was pretty damn uh, flawless. The hangman, Adam Cole thing, man, it just wasn't good. Um Cole came out and and, and and he didn't directly shit on Hangman yet. And then Hangman starts shitting on Cole. And I go, okay, well, Hangman is a smart face and he knows that he sees through Cole's bullshit. He's not like the Bucks. He sees through it immediately. So already he goes, well, fuck you. But you don't know that. So it just sounds like Hangman shitting on him immediately. Then Cole goes like two back and forth with the... I like you, no fuck you, I like you. It was like too much where it was confusing and then it was no, let's handshake. And then it was okay, I'm okay with that. And then uh, O'Reilly and Fish attack him and then he just attacks him right away. And you go, what the fuck? Why did that even occur? It could have just been trimmed like, it could have been a minute long. And then you have the Dark Order come out, which you shouldn't even have mentioned them because who gives a fuck if you're not interacting with them? We don't need to know that. Yeah, they do what they talk need to, to move time.
0: on from Hangman and the dark water. That's all you gotta say, What are you talking
2: about? We're in a group text. Shut the fuck up. Like, Why does that need, need to even be acknowledged, right? You don't right. acknowledge it. And then Hangman's got to be like, well, you're right. I guess I'm not a great friend. It's like, no, what? No, this doesn't need to be the story. But Get with the program. The story is Dude, there and it's ten, awesome. 10 looked
0: like a grandma cosplaying as Brock Lesnar. Dude, then 10 oh, freaks
2: so just- out. Dude he freaked out so much That I go oh this isn't 10 This is a debut he's gonna take off his mask This is someone else But it was just 10 acting like fucking Frankenstein Out of nowhere where this should have been Hangman's moment and Hangman should have Cleared the fucking ring It was was, It it was a a major bummer but I did like that Jay White promo I like that Jay White Immediately comes in and he's so unpredictable He's just like yeah and I beat Kenny Omega Like it's just so quick He does the thing (laughs) Switch that he's not era, supposed baby. to do. And, and, um, and also, he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine years old, man. oh this guy, the best, the best.
0: And and Moxley promo was fantastic. That that. that oh, the Moxley Danielson story. shit yeah.
2: rules, man, dude. Yeah. Dude, um, uh, uh, Revolution again. You know, you have Austin coming back for Mania. You have Cody possibly coming back. You have this thing that is like, uh, again, out of this world. It feels like Marvel multiverse happening in WWE in your revolution, you're getting these like more authentic feuds that feel exciting. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're a wrestling fan and in being a wrestling fan, that also means like, you know, most people aren't going to watch it or give a fuck about it and it's not going to make money. And so we just go, okay, fine. I I'm just
0: a wrestler fan. So I'll, I'll go with any promotion. Mike, That's true too. That's true too. What did, what did you think about the show?
1: Yeah, man, I thought this was a great show. You know, uh, i'll be honest yeah i would you know i, I think a lot of people were, were thinking of the cody thing because we had just been talking about aw it was this big news and then those motherfuckers uh punk and brian earned their paychecks and then some you know you had punk cut one of the best promos that he's cut uh and it was fantastic then you had brian have a fantastic match you know like we've seen Lee Moriarty, we know the guy's talented, you tell us the guy's talented, and then we really feel it when he's in there with a guy of this level, and I think, you know, Brian is such an asset in a way that, you know, Cody, I think often, no matter who he was in the ring with, it was a Cody match, and I felt like I learned more about who Lee Moriarty was last night, Um, and and some of that is thanks to Brian Uh, but I thought that the the match was great and there's a story there too they didn't just fight to fight they're fighting because he wants to make this guy better and you know uh, I'm going to beat you and then you're going to wonder how I beat you and you'll let me train you and then the Moxley thing was fucking great I I, I just was like, I never have an issue when they bring up old stuff I definitely do prefer it when the wrestlers do it themselves than when the commentators do you know, like like when Excalibur explains a few to me, it's like I know I start to feel like how I make people feel when I talk about comic books and, and alienate them. But when, you know, Moxley is just anecdotally saying, look, man, I've never beaten you. We had a, these matches long ago. It just felt like two friends, and it felt really cool and authentic, and I love that kind of stuff. Um, the... Cole page thing I mean yeah it's not for me I'm gonna I'm gonna say what my low spot of the week is right now and it's the guy with the Adam Cole has a dad bod sign and uh, you know look man I'm the first to make Adam Cole jokes I I have fun doing it. I don't know if I'd bring that sign and I don't know if I'd hold it up as much as that fucker did. Oh, my God. This is like Trump throwing the
0: fucking rioters on January 6th <laughs> under the bus. I didn't I didn't tell you guys to
1: riot. Okay, first off, is. first off, I've never said he has a dad pod on this episode. I said he has a sick child bod. OK, okay yeah, that's so-, so much better, Mike. Well, it's, you know, I never said dad bod, you know, dads have to carry children. Um, you know, I, I think, <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. Just, <laughs> it, it felt like it crossed the line to me because it's also looked at like, yeah, I make fun of the guy. I don't tweet at him. I don't, you know, gr- try to grab his attention. I, I thought that the dude was a bit of a dick for doing it as much as he did. If he had even like flashed it once or twice, it'd be like, oh, that's kind of funny. But the amount that you saw that sign was obnoxious, so I'm allowed. I'm allowed to feel that way. I'm
0: allowed.
3: Vince to would be, have had that confiscated. We're allowed by to the call way.
1: you on your blatant hypocrisy. That's fine. That's
0: you fair, said fair.
2: Vince would have had that confiscated. Oh yeah, God! Vince, he, any sign and then that Vince annoys would have put Vince? Cole in, in a bra.
3: Yes, any sign that <laughs> Vince does. A-
2: like
1: he gets rid of. It. And, and, and let me let me let me just say, uh, my my opinion angered Dan so much he sat up from uh, his bed and is now in a boudoir pose. <laughs> I actually so look anyway, like the son. woman on the Saint Germain liquor bottle right now. The yeah, uh,
0: Robert, Robert, uh, what do you think about the show?
1: I, I wasn't finished, but uh, yeah. it, like, also, none of us have dignity. We all look like the guy who sold the Pam and Tommy sex tape. Uh, oh. Are you kidding me Seth Rogan's my fucking goal weight at this point yeah. <laughs> I know and I thought the second hour you know there was some great stuff this 925 was way better than last week's 925 the the random name generator just picked two way better names this
2: time <laughs> and uh no no th- this match made sense actually it this is
1: great this is yeah.
2: great yeah no
1: I, I thought it was a great match and I love I do I love the fact and I'm sure for legal reasons they can't call martin cove john crease but the fact that he's listed as martin cove but he's just speaking as john crease was really funny to me i i do watch cobra well, guy i mean I, how I like do you how guy. do you think he picks up women at mills you know what i mean he's not <laughs> it's
0: just he's he's he martin cove he's leaving
1: he's leading with daniel crease when he's it, it was funny man man when they showed melissa joan hart and they kept the camera on her five seconds longer than she wanted uh i was like this is the, gonna be the weirdest moment of the night and then martin cove like forgetting his own because the guy's 75 and he looks fucking great but like when he's just like oh yeah sweep the leg like he forgets when he's no mercy uh <laughs> he was fun and then yeah the main event was great until the end and uh i think this is gonna be a really fun pay-per-view you know they do their thing where You know, it was three months since the last one. They waited till three weeks before this one to build a lot of the stuff outside of Punk and MJF. Um, But the card, I mean, they have such a talented roster. The card looks great. And you also have Cole and Paige, which does not feel like a main event match. It just doesn't. Regardless of my thoughts of Cole, the way they're building it, it does not feel important. It does not feel like it should main event. They should definitely be main evented by Punk and MJF. Robert?
3: Uh, this show was mostly dope. I, I enjoyed uh, a significant amount of what I saw here. The punk promo. Yeah, this was this, in my opinion, was his best promo in AEW because it wasn't the, Hey, look, he's back. It was him in character. He told a story. When I realized where they were going with this pretty early on, I'm like, Oh, they're going to build the dog collar match. That's great. Max coming out and not saying anything was a nice touch. I thought that was awesome. The Danielson Moriarty match was fantastic. I mean, this is what, Kurt Angle was doing years ago in WWF, where you just put him in there with anybody and he elevates them. I never thought I was going to be that excited to watch a Lee Moriarty match Uh, Moxley's promo after of making sense of what they're doing and said, like, if I bleed with you, then I can be with you kind of thing. I guess that was from his vows with Renee, but I'm excited for (laughs) their match. There was a Keith Lee promo that was kind of a fart in church for me. Like, I liked it. Yeah, he's just he's hit and miss sometimes with me with that stuff. I love Warlow Max Castor. It's something that pissed me off. And then somebody mentioned it in the Facebook group, but I was going to mention this is Max Castor grabbed the chain and wrapped his fist during picture-in-picture, which was confusing as hell if you weren't watching picture-in-picture. if That's going to be a key element. We always
0: complain that not enough happens during. But that's such
3: a subtle thing you need the announcers to tell. You can't see in that little box that he's wrapping something around his hand. Whatever. The match itself was really fun. I love the the post-match thing with Wardlow taking out Bowens while Sean Spears was clapping at the screen, like screen celebrating Wardlow's win. It's little shit like that that they're doing really well. That makes me super happy to see. Uh, the hangman and Cole thing was just uh, yeah. Uh, Hager and, and Jericho versus proud and powerful was a really fun match. The Kingston pop. Holy fuck. Dude, I did Hager's not think body in Nashville.
0: Unbelievable again.
3: Hager's training for MMA stuff. Jim Ross talked about it for an uncomfortably long amount of time. How good Jake Hager looks. Uh, there was, I'm going to say something positive here about Adam Cole. There was a promo with the bucks fish and O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Dude, that was
0: hilarious. Where yes. Adam
3: Cole yells, you all have beautiful children. <laughs> And it was genuinely well, funny. Except here, here's the else. problem.
2: It's it's that storyline is yes. is more interesting than and the problem is they can do a better job of, of intertwining them, but you know, they're just not.
3: Yeah. Uh I love Mercedes I do Mercedes like and the and
2: Bucks going, Oh, we don't go after Hangman anymore. That's cool, but uh Yeah, I, I like that. Yes, but now we're sending i to that. <laughs> I popped, I popped
1: for the, you guys all have beautiful children. I mean, it takes one to know one, but it was great.
3: Yes, Adam Cole is a great mid-card <laughs> comedy heel. Um, Mercedes, Martinez, and Rosa, what I realized after this match is <laughs> AEW has a better women's tag division than the WWE, and they don't have women's tag titles. I don't know, given the fact that they have dark and dark elevation, make women's tag titles, put them on the bunny and uh, and what Penelope Ford, and then just let them wrestle and then make 600-0 and 0 with the tag titles. Uh, the House of Black thing was was shot really well. I was I was impressed with that. And they kept Brody from talking. Switchblade. Oh, that's Buddy
2: Murphy, by the way. Oh, I yeah, it's definitely Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Be uh,
3: Switchblade dead. clearly listens to our show because he had to go on there this week and tell us who he was. This was a great yeah. thing. I'm like, oh, now I kind of get the point of this story. Like, that was kind of cool. Dude, he was
0: Twitch, like, dude, Jay White is fucking an amazing talent. And an what did I say
3: talent. before, Dan? I said, let me see what he does on television and I will judge him by it. He came out there. It was an impactful, short little backstage promo. He said who he was. He said his history. He said what he's doing going forward. Fucking great. Uh, I was watching Darby Sammy this morning. My buddy texted me. He's like, did you watch Dino? I'm like, I thought this was a great show. And they were, oh, fuck, here comes Andrade and Matt Hardy. Like this was a great match. The cutter to the outside was cool. Oh my Ho-
0: god, that was great. I
3: thought Jose was a fan at first when somebody ran up on the apron, and I was like, I "Oh he's a fan." No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think he likes this product the way they handle him. And then, yeah, what I realized at the end was, so now we're gonna get Darby versus Matt Hardy and Sammy versus Andrade at the pay per view. Like, oof.
2: Wait, is staying, that what we're getting? You think?
3: What are we? What are we getting? Andrade wants the TNT title. And he wants possession of Darby, and then Matt Hardy attacked Darby after. So what are you, are you building to a tag match? What combination of these guys are you getting on the pay-per-view? Because you're hear sure Now you're not getting damn Darby and Sammy again.
2: Hear me out, hear me out. Matt Hardy goes, Yeah, okay, so Andrade fights. Who does Andrade fight? Andrade would Sammy. be facing
3: Sammy because he wants 10- to do sting, a triple threat and then with Sting
2: and Darby, sting and Darby versus Matt Hardy, and Willow. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, Willow, Madmartigan, Willow. It yeah, well, they should
1: bring Willow back, man. Get, get. They the just Tony Khan being like, "Hey, Cody, we can't afford you anymore.
3: It's Willow." <laughs> well, yeah, but you pay Willow in like licorice and meth. Like it can't be that expensive.
2: Yeah, Will- way, Willow, good, you pay in riddles
1: movie licorice and meth.
2: <laughs> All right, just, just, all just that. being interviewed backstage, like yeah willow's a lot easier to deal with than cody and it's just him like sitting in a corner like staring down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
1: and and dan hasn't going you know i just pretend to do that that's not actually me <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man a willow dan hasn't feud take fuck all yeah
3: my
1: fuck yes <laughs> yes all
0: right Wait, did you um, see the
3: uh, willow melissa joan hart picture I mean, I'm sorry, no. the the, uh, the, the Dan Dan Housen. Housen, we'll, yeah The most shown showing our picture it was fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, he's like such a normal guy, too, like when he's not doing that thing. Um, I hope so. All right, so we were going to do a bunch of other segments, but we're kind of running out of time. Um, did, did, did you guys figure four dorks? We were going to talk about action figures. Let's, let's, let's skip over that one this week. <laughs> um, the uh, the uh, show in hell, WWE Super Bowl commercials. All I'll say is like, you know, I, I like the old commercial better. I think everyone's going to agree with that. But the hey, rock can you and guys S- explain
2: it to me? I didn't see any of this, any of this. It so was, was
3: basically it. just yeah.
0: a thesaurus, you know.
3: No, I, I mean, didn't see
2: any of the Super Bowl. The okay, there's, there's
3: three things in the Super Bowl that I was going to touch on real quick with WWE that was awesome, or at least happened. Number one, Rock opened the Super Bowl, not as Dwayne Johnson. Like, he was the Rock. He did finally, you know, the Super Bowl. He was full on Rock mode. It was cool to see that kind of guy pro wrestling promo to open the Super Bowl. And the audience went absolutely batshit for it. There was a WWE Super Bowl commercial that was their stupendous ad where they just throw a bunch of words like amazing, wonderful, you know, craptastic, whatever it is. And they put it out there. <laughs> Peacock paid for it. So WWE didn't really give a shit and it was there. And then at the end of the game, when they're presenting the Lombardi trophy, one of the uh, rams players already had the wwe title over his shoulder with the rams logo on it which was fucking awesome to see like that was great that exposure was cool, for yeah. wwe across the board but yeah the old super bowl commercial that they made was a lot more fun they made that because they were going public this was their big ipo of look at us we're a real company now we have a super bowl ad and it was and uh, and,
0: and, and the game had wwe referees too so
3: Yes, and that's also really uh, WWF headquarters throughout the entire
1: building. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, I mean, that was pretty huge. Yeah, this commercial, yeah, I'll, I'll touch on it quickly. So, because I, I i went to a party and I showed up as it was starting, and it's, it's just a bunch of words and images, some from not even now, so... As a 30's it's a thirty commercial. It is more so. Hey, the WWE. It and felt like it, a it, concert it, like, for deaf that's people. Hard. That's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, man. And it's 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 crazy because it's so interesting. Like watching the halftime show, and like I love the halftime show. It definitely made me feel old. I'm thirty nine, and I was like, oh shit, I grew up with these songs. This is my generation. <laughs> and then you know, seeing the the wrestling uh, clip. And, and thinking yeah the last time they did a commercial was 99 and this just they don't have any like if you're gonna pay extra for Goldberg if you're gonna pay for Lesnar and Rousey like build a commercial around them like nothing about this commercial makes you want to watch mania this year because it doesn't say anything about what's going on in the product if you're gonna make roman the centerpiece then make him the centerpiece because at least in the 99 commercial you see austin you see mankind you see and it feels like there's a focal point like these are the people that matter this
0: honestly joe burrow could have used him in his own line so yeah
1: i mean this commercial it didn't feel like anyone mattered i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna like drop the brink's truck off at the broken skull ranch like then put him in the fucking
2: commercial like
1: get the most out of it it should just
2: replay the old commercial but
1: because you know what you know what man this felt like a this felt like a wringling brothers commercial it felt like the circus yeah but that's
3: vince's hubris he's like all right you want to put a super bowl ad fine here's the ad we already cut i'm not doing another one for you and and...
1: see the importance of that
3: no and he actually came out and said he doesn't see the importance of a super bowl ad anymore he doesn't feel it's important it's not it's not impactful like halftime heat wow I well mean,
0: halftime they, heat was awesome they could have just adapted the old commercial the old commercial was so awesome with the super bowl if they had just adapted that that would have been well you know
1: are we gonna to call memory. are we gonna call wrestlemania
0: this year half empty heat
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see man i actually think steve's gonna fill it but um, but that's only one night then dan what about the other night no, New
2: Japan. It put them in a tag the first night. Well,
0: apparently they've got one more surprise. Oh, I think I the know. rock
2: is showing up for sure.
0: I think the rock may show up for you know Roman and Brock. Maybe he'll refuse. Yeah, I think the
2: something. yeah, I think Rock is showing up for that. I think we're getting Austin. I think we're getting Rock. I think they put new eyes in Shawn Michaels. Um, he does have <laughs> to wear glasses though. If he if he if he moves the glasses, laser <laughs> shoot out, them, which is unfortunate, Uh-oh. but uh all
0: right. Well, uh, the next segment we we're going to do, we we're going to do a don't touch the wrestlers. Segment. It was that clip of the kid getting spit on and the dad beating the wrestlers ass. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Time. This
2: wrestler spit gum at a child. Yeah. Witch. We'll do
0: it another time. It was, it's the closest that you'll see somebody uh, who makes under 50 grand a year being Liam Neeson and taken. Um, next <laughs> we have uh, I, I wrote, I mean, I wrote something for this. I don't know if you guys did. If you guys didn't, we'll just move on. But last we'll week to, last okay last week we're gonna move on but uh last week tony khan there was a there was a thing where he was gonna be running for congress apparently that was bullshit am i the only one who wrote something for this
3: yes yes because you yes. said we were just covering cody all right all I right i didn't do the homework all
0: right well you know what folks is he not...
3: researching jay white's uh, new japan career. you No, know,
0: I, I spent a lot of time on it and i will do it another time high spot low spot Let's start with uh, Mike. You already told us your low spot. What's your high spot of the week?
1: Well, I will. I will talk about action figures. Fuck it. Um, uh-huh. There are some new ones coming out uh, that look awesome. They announced some reveals. They have a fucking a Ringside Collectibles Ultimate Warrior figure, and the jacket is the cover of Ultimate Warrior number one, the comic book, which I have read. Um, and it's fucking amazing.
3: Does it come with the uh, glass frame that you can break over his head?
1: (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) no. Uh, And then they have you know, like, look, man, we, we could say what we want about Hogan and we certainly do, but, uh, you know, they stopped making figures at him for a long time, but he is a part of a, an eighties, you know, set piece. If you're going to display a bunch of eighties figures, they have an ultimate edition Hogan coming out with the rippable shirt and the, the yellow tights and the eagle belt it looks fucking awesome. Oh, it's that's a rippable a, shirt. It's a union charter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's it's a gawker contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but the other, the other ultimate addition that they have is Mr. Fucking T. They have a Mr. T that's coming out alongside the Hogan, and he's got a robe and a Hulkamania hat. So that is awesome that you will be able to get. Actually, that sounds a great, Mr. T action figure. And uh, and dude, we because we have Orton, we have Orndorff, we have the whole WrestleMania one um, lineup now. Uh, you know, except except Snuka, but that's okay. <laughs> I think there's a there is a Snuka somewhere, but yeah, um... he came out he came out before the charges did in like 2011, and there ain't making another one. So but now, you funny. know, I could see like a true crime website making one. You
0: know, yeah, whoever like who who
1: sells them is going to make a killing. He's actually in the Casey Anthony
0: series now for <laughs> <IV> Discovery. Uh, <laughs> Robert, uh, what's your high spot low spot this week?
3: Um, my my high spots kind of hey, there's two things. There was a, there's a small one which was. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks coach uh, Bruce Bordeaux during a, uh, a press conference was asked who his favorite wrestlers were. And he went like in depth on wrestlers and who he loved. And it's kind of cool to see that having, you know, worked in hockey. Who, who in were they? Right, it was, it was Bret Hart, Kevin Owens, uh, the rock, Steve Austin. And then there was some local guy that he grew up loving who he thought was the guy who invented the figure for, and it was just so pure and fun to see like a, a professional sports coach do that my, my other high spot was just it's rick flair
0: but f-l-e-i-h-r yes yeah. it's,
3: the, it's the real flair um <laughs> I, I i just love the fact that like the cody news the number of texts the number of people who are talking about it speculating about it excited about what does this mean for AEW? what does this mean for cody what does it mean for wwe like this is why it's fun to be a fan i and it texted you guys i'm like this is why it's great to have a wrestling podcast. Like this is the fun shit that we get to talk about. Uh, my, my low spot this week was uh, sadly this week we lost uh, former WWE referee, Mickey J, Mickey Henson. Uh, he and I started at WWE on the same day. He used to be a referee in WCW super nice guy. I will, I will never forget when he, when I was there the first day, I was supposed to shake everyone's hands. I shook his hand, and introduced myself and Vince got pissed at me. He's like, why are you shaking his hand? He's a referee. Uh, and that was pretty much all I needed to know about what my time was going to be it like. Sounds there. like a
0: scene from The Help.
3: <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but no, Mickey J was a really, uh, really nice guy, good guy. And uh, just wanted to acknowledge that briefly on the show. Um, yeah, yeah Dave, it's a struggle
1: of black and white, but just on the
0: guy's t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Condolences to, uh, to his family and friends. Scott, high spot, low spot.
2: <laughs> Ooh, my low spot is uh, Gabriel Kidd, um, he, New Japan strong wrestler. He, What's uh, it? he had like a, kind of like a breakdown on Twitter and then fans started like shitting on him. And then, is that my phone ringing? Right uh, yeah. It's, Ca- it's Sc- Gabriel
3: Kidd calling you. Yes. Damn likely.
2: Well, anyway, uh, you know, and then fans started like yelling at him and, uh, and, and I, I guess it's like a, he's having like a serious breakdown and it's like currently happening. And, um. Then he went after
0: uh Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's very much the Kanye West situation, except like there's restless coming out being like, please do not engage with Gabriel kids, Twitter, like please stop writing him. I guess it you know Yeah, it's it's, it's going fucking through sad it, you know. Man. Happens, man. Yeah, man. COVID quarantine. Well, what's your know. high spot
3: this week? Oh, I thought that was his high spot.
2: Robert has an authentic moment about a dead friend, and just immediately
0: takes it back.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then and then Vince said to me, "Why do you care that he's dead?"
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, Scott, AEW
1: signed a sixteen-year-old this week. How is that not your high spot? That's oh, your-
2: dude, 17. you know what? That's my high spot. The the kid that I brought up last week, I forget his fucking yeah. name. But yeah, that uh, who I hope is still uh, going to be fighting Osprey WrestleMania weekend. Is it? But is yeah, it Nick Wayne? Uh, Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne. Yeah. yeah, AEW signed him. Man, Darby Allen came out at a at uh, an indie show and offered him a contract. So that will be my high spot. But I think he has to turn eighteen. Yeah, that's how labor from. laws
3: work. You can't. Uh... Yeah, is
2: that what it is?
3: yeah you can't put that kid in the road 52 weeks out of the year what about
2: like child actors child actors have very limited hours
3: and you have to have a tutor on set and there's all sorts of policies yeah but why can't Uh, you do
2: that it's after i mean negative one is out there you know
3: no but negative one got pulled for a while because he had bad grades which was a legit thing that happened and his mom is there like even in hockey not to get really granular on contracts but if you're under a certain age and if you're under 22 and it's to sign guys to contracts you you legally are allowed to have your parents at a certain number of games, and there's certain rules and restrictions in terms of what can and cannot be done so signing a 16 year old is a great gesture to lock him down when he's 18 since Patterson's not in the business anymore, but uh, I feel uh, like, what? He, was Pat, was, no, Pat was good about <laughs> recruiting. That, you took that a different way Dan that's on you, but no they, they signed the kid but like yeah he's not gonna be able to work full-time yeah but can't you uh,
2: just like emancipate him and then he could do whatever he wants and then he's still under
3: no he's still under 18 you can't have him work uh, uh this isn't mcdonald's there's there's rules about how you treat you know under 18 workers wow
2: can he like right, steal a you know, credit card
1: or something
2: like can't he, robert like, i'm, I'm gonna
1: outbore you and card tell card you at card mcdonald's card. there were certain things you could <laughs> if you were you they could hire you at 15 but you couldn't work like the grill until you were 16. or Mike, or I remember. have
3: a question. Which is the same rule they had at Target. You weren't allowed to work the snack counter, but you could work everywhere yeah, else yeah, at this 15. Is my
1: qu- Maybe Can we do this for a
0: Twitter question, Mike? Who has more PTSD, you from McDonald's or Robert from <laughs> WWE? <laughs> I, I don't really know the answer. I actually, I used to think it was you. I think Robert's, start. it's starting a dark horse it, man. I don't it's know. Cool. I've never
3: seen Mike eat a Big Mac, but like we all, I talk about watching wrestling every week. So. Yeah, damn. Yeah, the, uh, I
1: don't. I don't have a, a I don't have a show called Hamburger Roast. Like I don't I don't talk about I don't I don't I don't do something to fast food. With I mean
2: yeah Hamburglar you roast, do yeah, yeah you do for dinner <laughs> six <laughs> <laughs> nights a week you go
3: this hamburger could be better. <laughs> no, that's, that's Ryback's gimmick. You can't steal Ryback's gimmick. <laughs> Scott, well, right I mean back, the, right, uh, it's just the right back pounder. eating
0: a cheeseburger and saying he's a piece
1: of shit for like forty-five minutes. <laughs> Scott, Scott, I weigh two hundred and eighty pounds. When have I turned down a hamburger?
0: <laughs> you're t- you're twenty pounds from being a fucking wrestling big man.
2: Mike, I have a question. I, because is there Remember a rule about? Because, <laughs> you like, like I feel like it's illegal if I, I, I get, like, this feeling like it'd be illegal if I ordered a kid's meal. But it's not, right? It doesn't matter. No,
0: well, I order a kid's meal for my wife all the time.
2: Oh, um, gosh. Look, like, some places. This is why we... Dan cheers for Alexa Bliss and shit, dude. He loves this <laughs> lily business. Hey, look,
0: my low spot this week is that they're, they're kind of, like, fucking, they're bringing back the Alexa Bliss goddess character, but they're still selling the doll.
3: No, no, so did, has- did you not see what they did this week?
0: I saw that they did. The the, the goddess is coming
3: back and bringing the
2: doll. She's bringing the doll. It's the 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 only way, right? It's the only way she can. Hold on, I want to lose. I want to lose the last shred of
3: dignity I have left this week. She's bringing the doll, which contains the stuffing from the real Lily that was ripped apart. So her essence is inside the doll, and I I fucking hate my life.
2: (laughs) Dude, I'm telling (laughs) you, this shit
0: is bonkers, man. It's crazy. My that would be my low spot. My high spot this week. For sure. I mean it you, I was thinking, is it Austin? Is it Buddy Murphy getting another look? Uh is it, you know, just just the fact that, you know, like AEW is uh is is evolving. But no, my my high spot this week is is apparently uh, Braun Strowman in EC3, but Braun Strowman is starting oh, a new wrestling company. <laughs> with, a t- with a TV deal eminent. So uh, look out, Herb Abrams. And, and okay, fucking, can I...
1: Because, Dad, I, I, I wanted to talk about this. I just figured... I, I mean, this is fucking crazy. I don't know what the fuck this is going to look like. Can, can we say what the name of the company is? Because it is wonderful. It is, is it? CYN. It, it's not even CYN Wrestling. It's just CYN, which is Control Your Narrative. <laughs> it sounds like an anti-drug ad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I know that they've been doing
0: that narrative stable thing. Like, EC3's been, like, it's like a work shoot sort of thing. I
1: haven't really been into it. But, like, what is this fucking, what is this promotion going to be now? Can I I read you just a part of the press release? Uh, Okay. The control your narrative concept has manifested itself from an idea to a movement to a live touring televised wrestling company. We collectively as wrestlers can no longer wait. We cannot wait on companies that answer only to shareholders. Companies where billionaires collect talents as toys. Companies that fire their roster for mistakes their own office made. Companies that are complacent in presentation. Subtext, we didn't get a meeting with Tony Khan. <laughs> I, I mean, look, man, I, you know, this whole time we've all been saying good on Cody getting his money, but It's so funny that Strowman's the guy doing this after shitting on all those, you know, indie guys. Oh
0: my god, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like when, like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
3: It's at this point I'll point out EC three is one of my best friends in wrestling, and I'm and that was going to be my high spot. Of the Ugh. week was he was launching his own
2: promotion. I <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> shit on it for a while. I'm sorry. Yes, literally
3: five five minutes before we went on, I was I was I like messing with him. I'm it's joking. Just- I just want to watch them backpedal. But I literally in like five minutes before we went on. I'm like, it's so awesome what you're doing. You know, let me know what I can do to help promote it. And the answer was, let Mike read your press release and bury your
2: guts.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I it's not really EC3 is Braun. It's, oh, God, strowman Dan, it's being okay. Part, it, yes, know? I know.
3: It's it's goofy. I mean, that-
1: Braun was like going after the indies and now he's like trying to be an indie. It's fucking weird. Hey, hey, hey Robert, you call this fucking podcast a Peloton because I'm pedaling forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
2: mean,
1: I got nothing against EC three. It is fun. The, it's the strowman of it. And if it's another place guys can make money, great, but but that strowman's the guy doing this is hilarious to me yes yeah we said it was a high spot
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a high spot
0: <laughs> uh what's your high spot robert
3: i already gave my high
0: spot. <laughs> thanks for paying no, attention can you do it again like uh because we're like, all yeah we're all just like, trying to control our own narratives here. <laughs> yeah we're trying to control our own narratives um all right, folks. Well, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up on the pod. We got a roast next week, the roast of Mark Henry. Uh, and uh, then we're going to do uh, the roast of Snuka on Patreon. Uh, next week, we're doing the longest yard and Peacemaker, which High Spot was also Peacemaker. This whole season was, was freaking awesome. Um, that You know, check me out on uh, my Twitter, Dan St. D.S. Germain and Dan St. Germain on Instagram. And hopefully I'll have fun stuff to announce coming up as my voice gets sounds like it's literally filling with stones and walking into the ocean um, and that's it for me guys. Mike, what do you got to promote? Oh, man,
1: we're going from get these hands to control these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not at- Mike Lawrence comedy <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, by the way, control your narrative is what Willow uses as a pickup line. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Mike Lawrence comedy and I'm always on the Facebook group. I love talking to the people there.
2: God. <laughs> You're going to need to control your narrative. All right. <laughs> when someone accuses him of a crime, you <laughs> Hey, Willow's sleeping in my car. Hey man, control your narrative, real quick,
1: all right? God, it's like it's a Southern boy hey, you have to control
2: a- your narrative, all right?
1: <laughs> mr H- mr hardy sir have you not controlled your
0: narrative? i just imagine bron like telling telling this wearing the choo-choo hat that he wore when he was a tra- remember when he was a train for like three months and they WWE? played the
3: sound effect and he ran yeah that was yeah. gold uh, <laughs> you no know, it's so funny he's gonna
0: like leave as soon as vince picks up his phone call again he's gonna leave that company high and dry <laughs> it's gonna be he's gonna be out of there like a choo-choo so
2: who, who are we talking about broad oh
1: yeah yeah Wait,
0: yeah. was the
2: choo-choo
1: intentional because of all the train
2: sounds <laughs> of course
0: <laughs> oh you're uh, choo-choo <laughs> you i mean you, you used to you remember that mike right when he had the train noise when oh yeah it's fucking amazing
2: he ran around and he did a train noise it's, it's for children it's crazy <laughs>
0: That was fun though. Most All right. profitable
3: year in their company's history. <laughs> just putting that out there. And nothing's. Real, yeah, Robert.
0: Man.
1: They Robert, they just keep chugging along.
3: <laughs> They're on the right track, Mike.
1: Oh, Thomas is a cook. Sorry,
3: I'm when just Vince thinking about like
0: broad 20-
1: calling out of their trains. When Vince sees a 21-year-old diva, he just goes, I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> All right, Robert.
3: What? Oh, you already. Oh, we um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at ww Creative underscore I S <laughs> A. Robert's
0: like, I had one wrestler friend left.
3: Well, yeah, <laughs> we, we've what? already, yeah, we've already That's buried true. Drew. We've already buried Dreamer. We pretty much buried Orton. Like, we're we're just knocking them out left and right. This is this is great. It's gonna be me and Ellsworth. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> we, That's he
0: just was a cameo- you guys are on the same list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, Scott.
3: Oh, was also, uh, something to sports entertainment with Raw, we covered SmackDown, the old SmackDown, where if you thought the Adam Cole sign was offensive, the China has a dick sign made an appearance this week that Triple H stared right at and the fact that that dude's still alive shows you the restraint that
2: Hunter has. Speaking of signs, did you see the Sean Spears sign in the audience on yes. Dynamite? It, eats corn the long way. Sean Spears eats corn the long way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's kind of fun.
3: Oh man, open. I love. They had that it. same yeah, sign man. a few weeks ago for MJF.
1: And they had they had Brian Danielson cries at the end of Old Yeller.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, it's just like lunchtime humor. It's just like every every audience member has like a milk carton in their hand when they're watching AEW. Great. I always think
0: you know the funniest one is always like like during the Attitude Era, every once in a while, there would be like, "Oh, will you marry me? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. What lucky girl gets proposed through a sign on Monday Night Raw? Yeah. That- she's on, babe, did you see it? Did you see it on the
2: television? No, it was fuzzy. <laughs> Dude, You're supposed to hit the television when it's fuzzy. You, know? you see me on the TV? <laughs> no, what the fuck? <laughs> i spent all this money on a sand. I couldn't afford a ring. The television I proposed to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
3: know,
1: it would be great if if one of the guys that held the Will You Marry Me sign during like a Sable segment got called by Brock Lesnar. So I see <laughs> that you want to be competition for my wife, sir.
2: <laughs> oh hey, my high spot is that Brock Lesnar interview. Um um, Pat where Magivy? he's just like, yeah, where he's just chilling, right, he's having fun, man. He's just yeah. like, dude, you gotta just draw money. He's like shitting on everybody for not-
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's he's got like the beast belt. He's just becoming like like a giant cowboy art they put outside of like, like a GMC store. Yeah, something.
2: he has. He doesn't realize like he has Brock Lesnar privilege. He's just like, you gotta go in there and show them what's up. It's like you you are Brock Lesnar. You are yeah. you are unlike anybody.
0: Robert just left. He had to go, like, uh, write a love note to EC3. Zach. <laughs> Control your narrative. <laughs> <laughs>